0: Hello, welcome to Association Rockstars, where we hear about the journey and insights of amazing association executives and partners who are building the association industry of tomorrow. I'm your host, Lowell Applebaum, CEO of VistaCova, where we partner with organizations on strategy, vision, and governance. And it's my absolute pleasure to have with me today, Michelle Mason, F-A-S-A-E, C-A-E. Michelle is the newly appointed president and CEO of ASAE. She was selected the 2020 Professional Society CEO of the Year by CEO Update and is passionate about working in the community she serves. She brings leadership in building teams, growing membership and engagement, incubating unique innovations, delivering revenue results and advancing the community through the creation of a welcoming environment of inclusion, diversity and equity. Welcome, Michelle. And I wish you could have that all on your business card, because all of that sounds amazing and engaging.
1: Thanks for having me, love I'm excited to
0: be here. We're excited to have you. We always like to start our conversations with our rock stars with a similar question. I mean, Clearly, uh, you've you know, grown into these positions of leadership. You're a leading voice in the industry. And it's because you have certain strengths, certain skills. And so we like to start by asking uh, a little bit of fun, what is a superpower you have? Like, What is one of those strengths that you would say is your superpower? <laughs> That's a really
1: good question. What is my superpower? I've never thought of myself as being a superhero, so I'll take this moment graciously. (laughs) Um, You know, I think particularly as of late, uh, a a superpower that I have is my adaptability to change. Uh, The world is changing in, in ways that many of us have not expected or experienced. And so as a leader, we need to be adaptable to change. We need to be comfortable with feedback, learning, listening to each other, staying positive. And so, but most importantly, making the business decisions that will sustain our organizations in the future with the best knowledge that we have today. So I'll
0: say that. I love that. I mean, clearly we're in a time of disruption and shift. And so as you think about either how you lead or how you've seen peers lead that are adaptable to change. What do you see as some of the some of the best practices or skills, right, that allow you to be adaptable and not stagnate or calcify?
1: Yes, yeah, another good question. Lol. I think for us, maintaining this whole um, being perpetual students, as we you know we talked we've talked about before, mm-hmm. always willing and open to learn, uh, mainly um, just being curious. Um, Experimentation is very important as well. You know, the playbook is new, is different. We are kind of writing a new one now. And so it really requires all of us. So I think we'll just need to go deeper internally to pull out skills that we've not had to leverage or use before. But um, I, I think that's very important. And also I think this whole being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and not having all the answers yeah um, for us here you know we're saying what is that what is it the minimal viable product sometimes we just need to get something to market learn from it learn from voice of the members so always being in that perpetual state I think is will require us to just think about our leadership in a different way
0: as you think about that adaptability and evolution that you're talking about right the uncomfortable and the uncomfortable which I love uh, at least in a bunch of the work I do I find that Boards are willing to thrive there if there's still sort of these islands of stability, right, like what are the places they can like know are going to be okay, so they can then like risk and innovate. I'm just wondering as you think about either work with peers or volunteer leaders, how do you see sort of this balance of helping our leaders navigate uncertain times with moments of stability, so they can think progressively about how to innovate like how do we give them those, those stable areas.
1: Yeah, you know, that's that's a big question. Fully loaded there, Joel. (laughs) Um, I I think I'll approach it from how I, you know, my my focus here at ASAE. For us, because the world has changed, it's evolving, we need to really focus on structure now. We need to focus on the infrastructure. Because what we had in 2019, is it suitable? Is it the value proposition that our members are expecting moving forward? Because the pandemic has impacted us all in very different ways. And so from how do we relate to our members now with this whole omni-channel strategy, multiple channels, um, that's very different. It requires a different skill set. It requires different approaches. So, you know, a different playbook, you know, how do we monetize our products so is very different. I mean, it's just, there's just things that are just so Right. So this is a structure. It's a structure, pandemic proof sustainable enough to take us into the next few years, I'll say, and then looking at the, then reviewing the culture that will be required to drive those results. So uh, that's how I'm approaching it. And, uh, you know, and again, it requires a lot of experimentation and testing and, and learning from those results. I,
0: lo- I love the innovation mindset, right. Yeah. The learning yeah. innovation mindset. And, you know, the, certainly a lot of leaders we see thriving and the ones that can do that. I wonder if we went back in time. Uh, if you think about sort of your first foray in the association world, where did, where did this journey start for you? Because I'm interested to hear how that innovation learning mindset, right? Where did it start? Like, where did it come from?
1: Yeah. You know, I think many probably know or aware that I've come full circle here at ASAE, right? So this is my second (laughs) adventure. I started an ASAE research foundation, and I believe that this whole innovative mindset started there. I had the opportunity to work with amazing leaders. You know, that's one of the benefits that we have in this community. We have some incredible thought leaders that we can learn from, and many are my mentors today, and so they pushed me. They helped me think outside of of the norm, because they knew what was expected at the foundation to drive innovation in the association community. And so I think I carry that throughout my my career. And you know, we also, I also learn from others outside the sector, because I think we can bring those, those practices um, internal. So I like to learn from a diversity of thought. I sometimes find my greatest lessons, um, learning from people who don't think like me, because they challenged me, they challenged yeah. my assumptions and I don't want to get too comfortable. So I, I say to many, feedback is a gift, right? Oh. Feedback is a gift, excuse me, my light turns off. You're all right. <laughs> this is like real time, right? So feedback is a gift. And um, as it relates, thank you for that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like we need to put the clapper in, right? I know, but- I need to put a clapper right
1: in here. And uh, so that's where I think I can't, this mindset, um, no. Has really helped me to become. Uh, I I want to say progressive in my thinking. I never want to get too comfortable.
0: You know, there's at least two different things I want to ask about there. The first is that often in these conversations with those that are rock stars and leaders, they frequently talk about having mentors or relationships, right, that have helped them grow along the way. And I'm wondering if you reflect upon any mentors that you've had along the way. You're welcome to give any shout outs to any of them that were uh, particularly formative, but anything that you notice in terms of like what, what did those relationships look like that helped you grow right how did they support you, mentor you like right that was meaningful.
1: I have had a great and blessing of the community supporting me from the start. And I've carried many of those relationships on my journey to where I am today because I value relationships. And that's one of the most important benefits of our community is the relationships that we have. And I've learned that more now over the past few years through this pandemic, right? And that is that's something that we can't underestimate in associations. But I will also say that I have the great fortune of every CEO that I've worked with is still in my life in some capacity. Uh, John Graham was an amazing mentor to me, so it's an honor to be in this role and, and know that he is smiling down. Uh, but they're all they're they're in my my life, and uh, believe me, I get critiques on a regular basis. But again feedback is a gift, and I've had those relationships throughout my career. They've pushed me to be a better version of myself, and I often see their feedback because they really know me, and they've invested a lot of time. But I've also had the opportunity to uh, be mentored by some amazing leaders that have come into my life just through my affiliation with ASAE, as well as every organization um, that I've worked with. And so I look for mentors, and I look for those relationships that will tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. And uh, that helps me with my leadership.
0: Well, there's definitely a uh, inner strength, right? Because it's always nice to hear the accolades, right? right hear, hearing the things you need to hear, uh, that, that takes an inner strength for sure.
1: It takes courage too, because sometimes it's uncomfortable. And, um, but I always try to think about what in this can I learn from, right? There is something in this. So
0: yeah. I'm curious, just, and uh, if you don't, it's okay. As you think about what you learn from each of these experiences, right? I imagine, especially in the role you're in now, right, you're interacting with various leaders, members, people in the industry every day. How do you keep it all organized? Like, how do you like keep those lessons in a way that like that which is most salient rises to the top, that which you need? Like, do you have some idea of like how you keep all those thoughts and those great ideas like and make sure that you bring them forward?
1: You know, that's, a, that's another good question. A few things. When I started in this position on September 1st, it was very important to me to go on the listening tour. And I thought, oh, maybe it'll be 90 days. But then I quickly realized it's ongoing. You have to stay close to your members. You have to stay close and to, to understand, you know, how we're in the service industry, right? And it's all about serving leadership. So how do we continue to create uh, an organizational system that's adaptable to their real-time needs and that's really be, that's really about staying close to them so I have a formal process in place by which I understand and I, I try I navigate that but I also have like a kitchen cabinet of very very diverse thinkers that um, again tell me what I need to hear provide strategic guidance and also most importantly when I'm sitting in this seat and I'm thinking oh my god you can't make this up you know I have a must be <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I I appreciate that feedback and how, and I just really, from a prioritization perspective, I really prioritize how I respond based on the strategic direction of the organization. Like, for example, here at ASAE, we have a relatively new strategic plan. So that helps me to keep my thoughts, um, you know, aligned to what's most important to members. And also it's really about execution and delivery. So...
0: You know, you talk about the idea of an ongoing roadshow, which I love the idea of a continual investment in relationship development. Uh, clearly these times of fun little Zoom boxes are a little bit different, even, right? Even as we're also looking to be back together in person. Uh, any good tips and tricks for like relationship development as a new executive in a time where like just hopping around the country may not be as easy as it once was?
1: Okay, relationship development through Zoom is that what yeah. Relationship
0: <laughs> development is you're talking about being close to your members, or close to okay. the board, right? Like, how have you approached it?
1: Well, I've approached it through using the channels that are available to me, whether it's Zoom, whether it's just picking up the phone, right, which we don't do as often as we used to. Uh, Maybe it's writing the letter. Uh, I I try to, when possible, be physically present in person. It's very important now, and it's important that I demonstrate that through my behavior and actions, because as we discuss, we're going to live with these volatile times a while now yeah. however we know that we have businesses to run and we have to show up as leaders right to to, uh, to be present so um you know starting this role on September 1st I started during the pandemic so the majority of my team have not met in person yet so we have a staff outing tomorrow so I'm excited to meet a few of them in person um, the majority of members have not met yet, so I'm excited to meet them in Nashville in August um, yes. in person. So I think to answer your question directly, there's just a variety of approaches. I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all, but it also it just depends on what you're seeking to understand, who you're engaging with. Nowadays, is their comfort level, so just showing yeah. some grace and, and empathy in, in those areas is important.
0: You know, as we talk about this ever-shifting environment that the change is not going to stop, you know, a lot of the people we have in our community are those who are but also aspire to be further rock stars. I'm just, as you think about the coming year or two years, what are the skill sets you think someone who wants to be growing and successful as an association professional executive partner right in our field, what skill sets or strengths do you think they need to develop in order to do that?
1: Well, partnership and collaboration is key. <clears throat> we learned that our resources have in some cases disappeared, we're rebuilding. And we could do that through leveraging our resources, right? So I would say partnership, collaboration, teamwork, um, <clears throat> just showing empathy, empathy understanding others' position and in terms of just, as we know, a variety of perspectives. Uh, maintaining um, a curiosity around the future, what could be, not what is. Because we're all building together towards something greater, and we don't know what that looks like yet. So I think those new skill sets, but I will also say within that, having this entrepreneurial spirit is very important. And we know the basics of membership. We know the basics of governance. We know the basics of a variety of aspects on how to professionally manage an association. Now let's take that to the next level. Entrepreneurship, innovation, risk taking. Um, those those uh, areas will become increasingly important as we rebuild together. So yeah, I think I think the future is bright. I think it's very exciting, and uh, we'll see what it will become. You
0: know, we were on a, a conversation earlier today for a volunteer group, uh, and one of the things I heard you mention was the organizational focus and commitment uh, towards inclusion, right? Belonging uh, and as a place of focus, okay. I'm just wondering from your own perspective and lens, anything that you've seen that organizational leaders can think about, about that as a priority area, that question they should bring back, or how did, should they approach inclusion and belonging uh, from a leadership perspective?
1: Now, diversity, equity, and I'm glad you asked that question because I'm very passionate about DEI, as you know. Diversity, equity, inclusion is a smart business strategy. It should be embedded in every aspect of an association. And it also starts with uh, the direct alignment to the strategic plan. We have this here at ASAE and I had it in my previous organization because I strongly believe you can't manage what you can't measure. So what we now need to do is really focus on not it being a movement, not just the statements, but how do we, uh, excuse me, not a moment, but how do we create a movement around this? How do we really translate this into action? Tangible yes. action that we can learn from. So, what are we doing about it? Well, we we at ASAE, as many know, we've had a variety of very successful initiatives. One being our Dell program. We now have a strategy uh, focused on conscious inclusion, the intentionality behind representation in every aspect of the organization from our leadership to governance, our volunteer leaders are structured in the conversation earlier today about you know reimagining the volunteer experience, it's just how we show up in the marketplace. So we're learning as we go along and uh, what we are very focused on is be uh, intentional. And when I say that, well, I really mean it from the, the traditional characteristics of diversity, there's geographic diversity. I've experienced that. There's size diversity, small, medium, large associations, ideological diversity. So we need to expand our thinking on how we're being very conscious about representation within our membership. So as an organization, we're learning. Um, It will not be perfect, so I don't want to say that, but uh, we are definitely committed to going on this journey and also being able to measure the impact that we have along the way.
0: Well, uh, you have such a strong voice for growing and learning that I imagine there's no such thing as perfect because perfect would be the end of that learning journey right oh, so sure. without okay. that there's always there's always a reason to learn and to get better
1: yeah don't let the enemy of good be great right <laughs> yeah, absolutely
0: uh, all okay. right all right we almost have time I have to ask one more before we get okay. to our closing good you know, this, my
1: lights turn off
0: <laughs> well we'll see if we can keep them on for this <laughs> This is clearly I mean, you talked about how this is such a consistent time of change and the need to innovate and to think. Now, I'm wondering if you just reflect upon the role that associations at large can play and help shepherding a better tomorrow for society in the world. What role do you think that associations play in creating that better world as we're going through this time of disruption?
1: Yeah, I think the association voice is more important than that and uh, than ever before. And I think the role that we can play on these society societal issues and such are critical because we can leverage our communities. We can leverage our collective voice. We can leverage the power of association. So going back to partnerships, alliances, collaboration, I really want to see more of that in the association community, because together we are better and we can demonstrate our, our impact. We just have to you know, understand that, you know go back to the fundamentals of why we exist. To, it's, 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 it's a practice, right? You know, the definition of associations is a group of people joining together for a common purpose that's Uh, core we are it's in our dna
0: i love it all right so last last question Uh, far 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 in the future as you think about the journey that you will have walked the leadership you will have given the impact that you will have made what do you hope that the legacy is that you're leaving behind for our community for our profession
1: Wow, legacy oh yeah ask that question more often these days Um, so I want my legacy to be that you know very inclusive, someone who stayed true to her core values and most importantly, true to herself. So um, that's what I think the legacy, I would like my legacy to be.
0: I think that's a powerful legacy and look forward to seeing the partnerships that uh, you engender along the way and how your learning journey, learning journey inspires us all. Thank Wonderful. you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Lois, appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much.
0: And thanks to Amy, who's been uh, moderating the chat and the comments there uh, on all of our platforms and to everyone who tuned in, who continues to contribute to the Rockstars community as we learn from each other and hopefully grow the leaders of the future. Look forward to chatting with everyone again soon. Until next time, Association Rock On.